Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. What we are going to be doing over the next three weeks is working with the three malas. Now, Mala is not like the malas that we wear around our neck and our wrist to do japa, um, to do meditation practice and count our mantras. Um, mala, this comes from Kashmir Shaivism. Abhinava Gupta, who was a poet and a mystic, as well as a philosopher, wrote the Tantra Loka, which we um, draw a lot of information into our yoga practice in modern times to inform ourselves actually why, how, and um, the results of practicing, um, the effects of it. So we have three malas, it says. Anava mala is connected to the heart. The ego identifies by relating to I feel. Then there's Mai Mala, which is connected to the mind, and our ego identif- uh, identity um, relates to I know. And then we have the Karma Mala, which um, covers the whole body, and that ego identity connects and relates to I do. So over the next three weeks, we're going to work with each of the Malas. This um, week, we're working with Anava Mala, and Anava Mala is that expression of our heart, I feel. So it's an expression of our moods, our emotional attributes that are tied into that limited self of I am my feelings. (laughs) And it's linked to being unworthy, undeserving, improper, not enough, shameful, small. It's the source of feeling incomplete, insecure, sad, and lonely. So what mala actually means is a stain. It's an impurity on the lens of our perception of our heart, mind, and body. So anava mala is the primary cause of suffering, that ignorance at the level of our heart, where we are in bondage with that limited belief of who we feel we are. Anna in Sanskrit means small or the tiniest, insignificant, and certainly not as big or expansive as the divine. So this source of unworthiness, of feeling so small and that our lives are meaningless, that there is something missing, that we lack a connection beyond our limited viewpoint. And through the lens of Anavamala, we feel that there is something deeply wrong with me. You know, that something's wrong and it just doesn't feel right. There's this separateness of oneself and other, of oneself and source, or the divine or grace or God, whatever you want to call it, love. You can't really penetrate and feel really what connected to anything. And there's this distortion of the mala over your heart. However, with all of us, when we get quiet enough, we turn inwards, there's a deep felt pull of a feeling that there is something missing from this, you know, viewing life through this lens. There is this state of perceived feeling that this does not feel right. 
So there's an intuition in which there, it draws you into feeling more, you know, like I got to do something in my life where I feel more fully. I really kind of um, know that there is this kind of connection that will draw me deeper into a lived experience, not only with my career, my family, my friends, my community, but there is more from the stain that I am my feelings. So when we practice, we are connecting to something more vast, something beyond what we are con culturally conditioned to value. There comes a time when our souls are kind of done with this phase of contracting and reducing ourselves to this, I am my feelings, I am my sadness, I am my anger, I am my loneliness, I am my, you know, happiness, I am my craving, you know, whatever it may be that kind of begins to kind of turn inwards to our own inner expansion and go beyond that fleeting feeling that we misidentify by. So we all have had awakenings, hence why you keep coming back to yoga. These clearings to see more into the reality of all things. And we seek more of that. We, we are drawn to kind of be like, I wanna do things that make me feel more connected, more of this kind of harmony of the ex exterior and interior, more of this equanimity of body, heart, mind, and spirit or consciousness. So these awakenings, this is called a Shakti Pata, which is said to be a descent of power, of grace, which wakes us up from our own bondage. And this is a sudden awakening that is said to be an experience either bathing in the light of a compassionate love as waves of blissful ecstasy surge through our body, or it's experienced as this um, energetic shooting up the spine, exploding in your head as unsurpassed joy. So that kind of kundalini arising and awakening. So pernata is a Sanskrit word for that state of all-encompassing fullness, oneness, wholeness of being, pernata. And that you experience that samadhi state and you're just blissed out. So this lens of anavamala becomes clear, more transparent. An awakening um, shows you that path towards total integration with that divine reality. And this is not, this kind of Shaktipata is not enlightenment, but it's the beginning of your journey. And it is meant to inspire you to continue to practice and allow your feelings to arise, however, not misidentifying with them as much as that you are your feelings. You're just like, wow, I'm a consciousness that is experiencing intolerance right now. I'm a consciousness that is experiencing, you know, loneliness right now. And there is this sense of kind of watching this transitory experience of what is being felt and honoring it, not bypassing it, but being touched by it and informed by your humanity. And that you remain connected to that unsurpassed joy, which is your birthright, which is said to be your true nature, which is intelligent, joyous, and always free. And so this joy lives within you at your heart. And you'll find 
it accompanying you as you do your roles, your duties, your responsibilities, your dharma, um, and you feel connected as you do this. Like there is this divine expression that is working through me. And there is a point, there's meaning and purpose to my life. As I, you know, recognize that life is not just happening to me, it's happening for me. So how can I actually fulfill this embodiment more skillfully? So yoga is that skill in action with loving awareness. And your purpose to sadhana, this, this practice that we do on our mat in your life, um, is to remove the stain of the anavamala that limits our identity um, of our heart's feelings, that obscures this light of our own being, um, of our soul, of our essence. So we remove and clear that stain. And as a result of our practice, we feel that pull towards a deeper truth that lies within us and that we can really rely on that deep truth, that we can entrust in it and empower ourselves to show up and create effort in whatever you have to do today. And there is a seeker in you that sees through a clearer lens and that you feel that there is more meaning and purpose to your lived experience. This is why we practice and show up every day it's a remission on a daily basis, contingent upon our spiritual health, this kind of sense of connecting to that consciousness embodied and feeling that pernata, that fullness, all-encompassing wholeness, that our life is not wrong. We're perfectly imperfect just as we are and we embrace our humanity, but there is this sense of like really celebrating our life being connected to the unsurpassed joy within us. So, what we're going to do is work with the prana in a very specific way. So a lot of yoga is all about prana management, prana being your vital energy, you know, this life force, and we're managing it to actually serve us to go out and do our life well. So you don't want to burn yourself out or dry yourself up. So we want to manage it. We need a strong body. And what we're going to be doing in practice is creating a lot of strength, stability, that structural integrity, that sthira, in which we can occupy our embodiment with ease, so that sukham, and focusing our attention on the movement of the breath and the sensation of the breath. This is all the instructions from the Yoga Sutras. Now, you probably have heard Shaktipat is a guru comes above your um, head and they kind of give you a spiritual awakening. Now, we're gonna do it ourselves. This is called Shaktipata, your own ability to give your own spiritual awakening, but we need to clear the pathway for that to happen. So you're going to actually feel like you're breathing in from the crown of the head down to the pelvic floor. And as you exhale from pelvic floor to crown, you use Jaladharabandha to regulate that flow. Jala means water. So you're doing Jaladharabandha to regulate that flow. Your pelvic floor and lower belly will move with your breathing diaphragm. So as you inhale, you draw breath in, your pelvic floor will descend, your diaphragm descends, you bow your chin, putting like a lid on the container, fill your torso up, 
And as you start your exhale, your pelvic floor will lift, your lower belly lifts, your diaphragm lifts to empty out the breath, and you lift your chin, releasing that breath. Remembering that prana uses your breath as a vehicle. So we're gonna inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. So we're clearing that shashumna channel. What you will feel is that as you increase your capacity to breathe in and out, you will also feel the lungs expand and contract, specifically around your heart, the anavamala. So as you inhale more fully, what you're going to do is feel more fully around your heart, but specifically the whole part, not just the front, the sides, the back, the top, the bottom. And in that fullness, you'll cultivate more light of prana. And that light is healing. It's inspiring and transformative. So you're trying to clear that lens of the anavamala. The interesting thing is, you know, the chakra system is a completely different school of yoga. Like these are all these kind of um, philosophies of how to practice do not fit together like a puzzle piece, but they overlap creating a 3D map in which you can figure out how to actually find your way back home to your heart, your true home. So our mind floats off and abandons the body, and then we are like, I feel alone, I feel lacking. And what we're trying to do is draw the mind back home in our heart, trying to draw our mind back home in our body, and then that union in which we open up to our true nature and create that pranata, that unsurpassed joy. And so we clear that lens and that dissolves the first level of ignorance of suffering. I know that's a lot of information, but we'll go through um, over and over again. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.